The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome everybody. Today we are here again with a guest who is looking for some intuitive guidance. And I'm really excited because she has a really unique question to share with us, which she will share with you in just a moment. But as you're listening today, remember to, to take the wisdom that resonates with you. Everyone's story is different and we learn so much from each other's stories, but remember too, we're all unique. So take what fits for you and then let the rest go. So Jenna, Hello. Good morning. I'm so excited to have you here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so, so, so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And I'm excited to get started because you have a really cool question. Can you share with listeners what you want to focus on today? I already know. Yes. Every night I dream pretty much the whole night. So I have super vivid dreams. They are very lifelike and they're very bright and they're very present in my life. Every night I have these dreams and they've been quite incessant the last three and a half months. So I often wake up and I feel like I, you know, spent the whole night running and doing and living. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to do it all over again in my real life, even though I've been running and exploring and adventuring all night as well. So looking for a little bit of guidance around, you know, these beautiful, I consider them to be gifts. You know, it's a real gift to dream every night, but it's, uh, it's also, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And there's already a lot coming through on this question. I love that you asked that because I bet you other people have that experience sometimes as well. And I just don't even know where to get started because there's a lot of different threads and a lot of information that's coming through on your question. But the first thing is when I tune into your energy, my dear friend, you have a little bit of frenetic energy around you. And I don't know if this is just how you are today or just how you are in general, but I think, you know, the energy that we take with us to sleep can influence the sleep experience. So one really kind of concrete thing is uh, to look at how your sleep and dreams is mirroring your life because okay. everything is information. And part of the information for you in that sleeplessness sleep is that you are, I think, sometimes running through your daytime as well as your nighttime. 
Does that resonate? Yes. It's something that I have a hard time turning off because my job is on call. So there's a little bit of me feeling like I do need to always kind of be alert for my clients. Yes. And I see that because the guides say that, you know, there's a sense in which, right? Say you're like a, a doctor, right? And you always have that beeper on. An effective doctor learns how to keep the beeper on, but use his time when he's on call effectively. Because if we are always waiting for that beeper to go off, then we are always in a fight, flight or freeze state preparing for that moment. And I think this one's going to resonate with you because I think that's kind of where you are. You're always waiting for that to happen. And so you can't mind the gaps. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it can be jarring too, because if you say, I'm using the doctor analogy, but you know, if you say are hanging out fishing with your kids when you're on call, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get the call that you have to make an emergency triple bypass, right? That can be jarring to the nervous system to have to switch gears that quickly. And so I can see where you have decided that the compromise is to just constantly live in that fight, flight or freeze state so that you'll never be surprised and you'll never be shocked. Does that make sense? Yes, but it's wrecking havoc with your nervous system. So that's the first thing that your dreams are telling you is that they're telling you that in your waking state, you're frenetic and that you go to sleep with, you will experience in the night. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. Guide say a couple solutions to that. The first one is take a little bit of time before going to bed to set your intentions. I would set the intention at least a couple nights a week to have a restful sleep. And maybe spend a few moments before bedtime without devices and without, you know, maybe calm, soothing music or a a relaxing scent or all of the above, a darkened room to kind of reset your energy, tune into your breath, even before you lie down and set that intention for how you'd like sleep to go. Because it's almost as if you're sending the message ahead to the sleep world and to the guides that will help you get into the sleep state about what you'd like to experience. And when you start to set that intention, you know, the, your energy will, will listen. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Now, one of the problems with that is that I see that both in day and in night, you are a little bit addicted to that frenetic energy and that you like the excitement of the on-call life and you love those dreams because they are so vivid, so exciting, and probably in a lot of ways, a lot more fantastical than your everyday waking life. Does that sound right? Uh, Yeah. I've always run, so it does kind of feel like it's a part of me for sure. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with having dreams, by the way. Your dreams Uh for you are the gateway to your intuition. And so it's a real powerful way where you receive information. You receive a lot of information for your dreams. You do a lot of work with your dreams. And in past lifetimes, as well as this one, dreaming has been a thing for you. It's been an energy that you're really good at working on. You know, there are some shamanic traditions. Are you pretty familiar with what a shaman is or should I explain? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. So there are some shamanic traditions where the shaman will dream for their clients or their whatever they would call them. Nowadays, we, we use the word client. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that you've had a lineage of doing that. So again, you are a little bit used to and addicted using your dreams almost as part of your work. And so it's important that you at least set the intention some of the times, you know, a couple nights a week at minimum to just get a restful sleep. The dreams won't go away completely, but you'll just be shifting the energy and reminding yourself that replenishing, restoring, shutting down is important too, right? If your computer is running 24 seven with a thousand different applications all tuned down at once, it's going to glitch and you're going to have to shut it down. And that's sort of like what that deep restorative sleep can do for us. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. As I say this, I see a huge wave of fear and 
pain and anxiety. And so I wonder too, and I want to tune in and get this just right and just right for the podcast because I definitely want to, you know, protect your, your privacy. So let me just get it. You're okay. We're all good. You know, there's a sense in which sometimes too, generally that you're kind of running from your life. You know, sometimes when the feels get big and for you, a lot of its insecurities get big. The antidote can sometimes be, you know, or the one that we think is the right antidote can be that frenetic, busy, doing, accomplishing, creating. And, you know, it can make us feel better for a while because it does. We live in a society that really values what you do, what you produce, you know, and tells you that, you know, your career, your purpose, that's who you are. It's not, by the way right? You're a beautiful soul (laughs) in having a human experience. So it can be, you know, very gratifying on that level. And there's nothing wrong with creating stuff on that level too. That's part of the joy of being human. But the error comes when we, first of all, over identify with our production, our creations as who we are, but also when that action is motivated. And I think it is for you by like an underlying sense of not enoughness and insecurity. And I also see some grief in your space and grief can be grief of the way that you wish things would be, or grief can be like loss of a loved one. So you only, you'll know the answer to that. Yeah. You know, I think, but there's a lot to unpack for sure. As I'm sure that I hear that you're feeling, but you know, I work for myself, right? So I own my own business so that I'm part of, you you know, the the needing to always be doing something, right? Is it kind of, it essentially does land on my shoulders in order to keep the thing afloat. Although I know that there are higher powers working with me and for yeah. me that, you know, I don't always have to do it on my own. Yes, but ma'am. the nature of my work is also really intense and interesting. Can I share what it is that I do? You can share whatever you want. I love anything you want to share. <laughs> I just don't want to share any, I want to like, let that be coming from you because it's a podcast. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm actually a, a bird doula. So I love it. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. What a beautiful gift. Okay. So now I understand why they were giving me the on-call doctor because that's basically what you are. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, Got it. and unfortunately, like unlike a doctor, there's no one to kind of share the load with right now. Right. So a client hires me because they want me. Right. So right. that means that, you know, for 20 weeks before they have their baby, I'm on call. I go to the birth, then I'm on call 12 weeks after. So I'm so blessed to be able to serve people during that time. But, you know, I think that's part of the, you know, wanting to always be everything that they need yes. um, because it's a real privilege that they share the things that they do with me, that experience and their feelings, et cetera. I love that. The first thing that comes through on that, and it came through before you told me what you did. So now now you're really good at what you do. If you haven't had that validation, you're really good at it. And I think though, the next step for you in your own conscious growth and development is to learn to fall back on the fact that I'm really good at what I do. And then I can do it with more ease and grace and joy. And that being of service does not necessarily mean always meeting people at their level of agitation or their level of fear or their level of demand demand or, and that's a habit you got set up in childhood where you really felt that your value and worth was in meeting certain people in your life at the level of their despair. That's what comes through. And that you learned that that was what was meant to be of service. Now, I don't know how this lands, but does that make sense to you? Yes. I'm okay. still trying to, to reach <laughs> yeah, some it's of okay. those people. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd let that go. You're not gonna, and you don't have to, because your value and worth is bigger than that. And sometimes, you know, the people in our world can't benefit from what we have to offer. 
And it's not that we are not offering enough or doing enough. It's simply, they're just not there yet. And this was a great opportunity for you to hone your gifts for people who are ready to receive and also a powerful learning that many souls on the planet are having right now around what it means to be of service because being of service respects the integrity of who and what you are first right? Mm -hmm. And being of service. And especially as you are welcoming babies into the world and mothers onto their mothering journey, which is such a powerful thing to do. You know, the more that you can model for them about how we can be of service and we can be caring and we can be loving without, you know, lying down on the ground and, and letting people roll over us. And I don't think you do exactly that. I think you have good boundaries in a lot of ways. But the more we realize that we don't have to meet someone's every whim and need to be of value and to be of service, this is going to help you. And it's also going to up level the clients that you attract and be a valuable lesson to them as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are yeah. you a mother yourself? I am not. <laughs> so something I can tell you as being someone who's on the long end of the mothering journey, um, you know, there's a lot of teachings around being a mom, you know, similar to being of service the way that you are through your beautiful work. And I had a doula and I will tell you, I had a midwife with my first and a doula with the second. And I, I would never, if I were to have a third, like doula, doula over epidural, doula over everything. So God bless <laughs> the work that you do. It's so powerful. I still keep in touch with my doula, but I was going to say that, you know, there's a lot of teachings around this idea, a lot of misunderstanding around the idea that when you become a mom, you know, you yourself goes away and you are completely at the whim of caring for your child and meeting their every need. And while I am all for meeting a child's needs, particularly at that infant level, when, you know, there's a lot of them and you do have to really adjust your life to, to do that correctly. And, and that's how it's supposed to go. But what's very important for all of us and all the mothers listening and all the mothers that you're going to connect with is we don't want to lose ourselves in the process. So I invite you to, through your work, to look at the ways in which you give yourself away in ways that you don't need to, to please, quote unquote, serve others and where you're losing yourself in the process. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. 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 And you do beautiful work. So it's really just about recognizing how much you bring to the table generally without overgiving because you do way more than you have to, to get the job done. And I love which that is, about you, but I think yeah. that it's, it's wearing you down. Yeah. Which is funny because the things that I'm thanked for by clients are not the things where I was trying. <laughs> So it goes to show, right? Like when I give, you know, what I should be doing, that's not usually what people most remember about me, right? Oh it's, my it's God, what moment. amazing yeah. feedback. That's amazing yeah. feedback. Yeah, because I think a lot of times you're you're trying too hard and your gifts, yeah, I don't even think you realize how gifted you are and the things that you bring to the table. And, you know, I'm guessing at some point in your life, you felt very alone or perhaps a caregiver, a parent of yours felt very alone, very unheard, very unseen. I think it's a caregiver. I think it's both. And um, <laughs> so part of what motivated you to do what you do is to have those mothers not feel unheard. Yeah. Not feel unseen, not feel alone in the world. Does that resonate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. But just know by showing up and being part of their team that you are doing that, but you don't have to do it all alone. Right. Okay. And yeah. you know, when we meet people at the level of their pain, right? And you know this from the pain support that you do. Part of this is going to be very familiar. When we meet people at the level of their pain, we reinforce the pain that they're experiencing. When we honor their experience, but stay calm, grounded, clear, like stay out of it. And then, you know, from that place, decide how we're going to move forward and how we're going to support them. It's like a whole game changer and we do a much better job. And the people that want you to meet them at the level of pain, my friend, are not the ones that you want to have as your clients. Right. Okay. Yes. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you have some of those as your family members, but they're not, (laughs) you don't need to have them as your clients. And I want you to know too, that with those family members too, so much light around you, you're so lovely. And that, you know, sometimes again, we have this experience as a child of not being seen, not because our light isn't beautiful and bright, because for whatever reason, our spirit decided to surround ourselves early on with people that, you know, just they could not apprehend our amazingness, right? They just weren't there. They don't know what to do with your gift but your clients well. And the work that you do is sacred. It's important. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You already know this, but I'm validating that for you. And so really it's about just learning to do it from a place of more ease, joy, and grace. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be doing that anyway. Like it's part of your journey. Now I want to go back to the dreams, if that's okay. Of course. Because you get a lot of intuitive information in your dreams. And so I think when you can learn to, and this is actually a bigger issue, but I'm going to start with the dreams first. When you can learn to use that gift and not let it use you, it's going to be amazing. And so it's going to be about setting limits and boundaries around those dreams, deciding when you're going to journey for a client, when you're not going to journey for a client, how you're going to take care of you, how you're going to get restorative sleep. Are you following me so far? Yes. And that's, those are all the questions that I have. Yes. Okay. And those are all the questions that you came into this with. Perfect. <laughs> Yay. See, the guys are listening. And generally too, you're incredibly intuitive. And part of the reason why you're having these dreams, and that's what tuned in when you first asked that question is because your intuition is blossoming. You are an incredibly intuitive child, probably overwhelmed. You're very empathic. So you're probably picking up everything from everyone around you. And at a certain point, I think you got overwhelmed and you kind of didn't really turn it off, but you were kind of like, let it go. It still happens for you all the time, but it's time Time now for you to, let me get this from the guides, to let go of that need to be on hyperdrive all of the time, to let go of that need to meet everybody else's needs at their level of demand, and to start to tune into using your gifts more intentionally, more joyously, and to start to reach the audience that can most benefit from the beautiful light and wisdom that you bring to the world. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would really yeah. invite you, if you're not doing it already, to start to take steps to uh, awaken your intuition and go further along on that journey. And sometimes, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I know I talk about it in my own teaching on developing your intuition is that for some of us, we want to be mindful of that intuition journey and opening your intuition is about sometimes shutting down the superfluous messages and learning to use the gift that's happening for you all the time in a more clear, calm, and intentional way, because you are an out of control empath up until now. And you also have a lot of information in intuitive information that comes in all the time, some of it helpful, some of it not. So for you, part of learning to deal with it is going to be learning to power down, slow down, calm down and get more intentional so that you can really tune into the messages that need to come through and let the rest of the crap go. Does that resonate? Yeah. Okay. So cool. Then you are right on track. And that's so I would invite you to do that. And you can start my friend with, again, setting some intentions around those dreams. And look, when you're used to doing things one way and you're used to having everything come in as a flood, it might feel weird at first to shut down, to reopen, right? And Mm -hmm. I know that because we get used to our habitual ways of doing things our habitual ways work until they don't work anymore or until we're ready to like learn a better way. So I'd invite you to, to recognize for a while, it might feel like you're fumbling around in the darkness, you know, with a blindfold on, but if you give it just a little bit of time and get used to it, the light will come back on and everything will make a lot more sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And when you talk about like intuitive in the way that it comes most natural, does that mean like hearing things or seeing things or feeling things? Like, is that what you mean by one of those kinds of intuitive 
Well, you um, get all of those from what I see, you know, but I think for you, it's jarring. Yeah. It's a lot. It's like an onslaught rather than I intentionally tune into my guidance right now. And right. so, you know, I have a class on my website um, if, if that speaks to you. And I, I teach a lot in the Facebook group as well, but I would just encourage you maybe to take a class on awakening your intuition, but very carefully selecting one that, you know, cause some awakening intuition classes are really about for people that are like real muggles. And we all have that connection, but some people have shut it down so much. They're not feelers. They're not sensitive. And you kind of got to crack them open so they can like see the light, but mm-hmm. that is not you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I yeah. first started training too, like I needed to learn to get grounded. I needed to learn how to, you know, sit with myself. I needed to let go of a lot of the baggage, you know, the pain stories and stuff from my childhood so that I could sit with my inner child, let her know she was okay. And then get my guidance. Cause you know, our inner child can pick up on all sorts of stuff that is, you know, helpful for our learning, healing and growth, but you know, not the clearest form of intuition. Does that make sense? Yeah. And intuition can also work like this, right? I often tell people you'll hear your guidance out of someone else's mouth. That's okay too. But for you, you get a lot of downloads around your clients, around pretty much everything. Um, And so it's part of it is just starting to tune in and know when it's happening for you. One of my favorite suggestions is start a journal. And this will work for you. You get a lot of visual information. You're very visual. So I'd start with that. And you're also a feeler. So you're going to feel stuff. And I think the visual is clearer for you and the feeling you tend to get overwhelmed because you are such an empath. And do you know what it means to be an empath? Yes. Okay. For better or for worse, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, there's so much misteachings around it. So empaths are just people that feel other people's feels. And it's a beautiful gift, but empaths need to learn energetic boundaries. And we need to learn that just because we can feel it does not mean that it's our job to heal it. There's a lot of teachings around, you know, again, a lot of the the messaging around empaths is like that it's out of control and that you're a slave to your empathy and nothing could be further from the truth. It's just another gift that you have that you haven't learned how to work with yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it comes yeah. from that place of great love that you have for all of humanity. And, you know, you just need to share a little bit more with yourself. So in terms of like the dreaming, am I picking up like as an empath, the energy of the dream as well? Is that part of like, do you think of the, the, you know, the waking up and feeling like I haven't slept at all? Or is that just like the mental running around? You're just journeying a lot in your dreams. So you're like very okay. anxious and excited to get all this information. You are an overachiever on many, in many ways. <laughs> you <laughs> so you're say. just like very excited to like get all this information and run around and it's really fun and exciting for you. And then you wake up, you're like, wait, what happened to sleep? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I also think if you do some of more of this work in the waking state, it's going to help. So again, taking a class or doing something or reading books gingerly and carefully, because I wouldn't do it all the time. You also need to learn to power down and get grounded and be a muggle. And you need to make sure there's time in your life when you slow down that pace. You do not have to meet people exactly where they're at. And again, there's a story that people feel so alone in the world and I have to meet them so they don't feel alone and that I can't let them be uncomfortable for even a minute lest they might think that I don't love them. Does that resonate? That's me. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's time for you to start to let that go and know your value and worth is not about jumping when someone says jump. It's really about caring for yourself first and foremost, honoring yourself, honoring your boundaries. And then when you have created that beautiful container, you will be so much more easily and magically 
able to share your amazing gifts with the world. Generally, you are incredibly wise soul. You are an old soul. You are an insightful soul and you are deeply intuitive. And so I am so excited to see this um, next up in your own learning, growth and development. And I'm so excited that you um, signed up for this today and that our paths got to cross. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This is, yes, everything that I think I needed to share because I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And I am excited to see where this all takes you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are very welcome. Before we wrap up, and we are going to wrap up in just a second, anything else that we didn't get to that you want to look at or any lingering questions? A thousand. I don't even know where okay. to start. But <laughs> well, I think, a thousand might I think, be for next time. <laughs> no, I think you've given me enough homework. I think I'll start with the homework. And like you said, I, I do believe that I, you know, doing the work matters. So I'm hoping that some of the answers that I have, I might actually, you know, kind of be able to hear in other ways. I love so that. I'll just and journaling. Thank you. So yay, much. beautiful. The very last thing that comes through is this. You have an instinctual understanding to understand what other people need right? And to help them, you know, help meet their needs. So your next assignment, my friend, is to learn to do that for you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Jenny, <laughs> thank you so much. And thanks everybody for tuning in. If you guys want to learn more about how to awaken your intuition, by all means, keep listening to the podcast, join the Facebook group where I do lots of free teachings and offer guidance and wisdom. Also, if you feel so called, I do have an online self-paced class, which you can find on the website, uh, Victoria Shaw intuitive.com. Thanks everyone for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.